I have made a model of a cube out of, well, like paper tubes that are adequately stuck together. So I might be talking about something in a video like, oh, you know, if you line it, actually, can I line that up? If I line it up, it becomes a hexagon. Look at that, hexagon. Ah, the projection of a cube, corner to corner, hexagon. So let's say I want to build a model to demonstrate that. And so I put this together. I'm like, well, it's good. It's just a bit difficult to transport. If only I could reduce this down, have, you know, less cube while still having all of the cube and allow me to demonstrate what I mean with a second cube. So this in theory is exactly the same bar manufacturing imperfections as the first cube. We're going to keep that there as our whole cube. And this one I'm going to cut in half by just snipping four of these parallel edges like that. Okay, so, so now instead of traveling with the whole cube, I can just take this with me. But Matt, you think that doesn't look like the original cube. Well, I've got a mirror here. So uh, in the mirror, first of all, you can see Alex, who is filming me. Uh, where are you, Alex? There they are. <laughs> hey, all right. So what I'm going to do is take half a cube, put it on the mirror. Suddenly, if I hold it like that, it's a whole cube again. Look at that. So there, I've now got an entire cube made from half a cube, and all I have to do is carry the mirror with me. But could we do better? Before we do do better, a reminder if you want the physical stand-up mass Christmas card this year with the Christmas tree net that folds into two different cuboids, you have until the end of today, the 6th of December, to sign up on Patreon at the appropriate level. If you just want to be emailed a copy of the card that goes out to all Patreons and sign up by like the 15th of December to get that. Thank you so much for all of your support. Right, back to past Matt and their planes of reflection. I'm only using one of the planes of reflection of the cube. So if you cut all the way through here, it's perfectly symmetric. But there's not just that direction, we could do this direction as well. But for that, we'll need two pieces of mirror. We have two pieces of acrylic, very badly cut in half with a jigsaw. And it means I can now cut this in half again, there and there. There. Now I just need to stick these together. We can now take a quarter of a cube, pop it between these two perpendicular mirrors, and there it is. We have an entire cube again. Check it out. A whole cube. But is that our only option? Well, so far we're only using the orthogonal planes of symmetry in a cube. So there's like there's one that way, there's one that way, there's one that way down each of the three um, different axes. However, there's more, there's the diagonal ones. So there's actually two diagonals in every single direction. There's a total of nine planes of reflection for a cube. So what if we want to combine some of those? So I ran the numbers on if we took the four diagonal planes of symmetry coming in for each of these four edges at the top, they all meet in the middle. So I thought I could cut four triangles out to make that little kind of inverted pyramid at the top. And I cut them earlier today. Here are the bits. I just need to peel off the protective plastic, stick them together, see if it works. Okay, I think that's it. So I've stuck together the four triangles to form, like if you put it down that way, it's a pyramid. It's actually that bit there from the top. So I've actually, I've designed it a little bigger than this 
right? So that means if I get a single one of the faces, so just one square, I should in theory be able to pop that in there. And there it is. And now I've got an entire cube. <laughs> I don't know how well that works from over there. <laughs> Looks pretty amazing from where I'm sitting. That's a cube. Okay, I will admit it's not perfect. It's not bad. It has a few flaws. So for a start, all the edges are kind of double edges because each of the paper tubes is itself reflected in the mirror. So I could have, you know, meticulously cut them all in half, but technically they're, you know, infinitely thin lines. So if you ignore the double edges and the alignment's a little wonky because, uh, look, I just cut it as a piece of acrylic with a jigsaw, which is not the most accurate way to do this. You could get a laser cut, you could get it cut by someone who's not me, but I wanted to work out if it could just be done at home. Just give it a go. Buy some acrylic off the internet, get a jigsaw, see what happens. And I think, oh, running the numbers was fun. So I started with a unit edge on the cube and they did all the calculations, how far away is the center from the corner and all that jazz. Reasonably straightforward, and you end up with this very simple design. I think it works pretty well. However, we're still only using a single type of plane of reflection. So you've got, this is four of the kind of diagonal ones that come across all merged together. The one we had before, this was two of the right angled ones put together. But now, could we be even more efficient by combining the two? And it turns out we can. Yes. Okay, so I worked it out. So this, when I originally designed it, I have made the mirror image of what I designed. That's fine, still works. It's all very symmetric. So that should sit there. So that's touching the center of this cube and then it's going up three different planes of symmetry. It's a bit hard to see. But the one that's contacting an edge is this one over here. That's what's leaning against an edge. So what I need to do is get a tiny, this is all I need. Imagine traveling with that piece of cake. You could take that in your carry-on, right? So I'm gonna put that lining up with the same edge in there, like that. And now, when I look in there, oh my goodness, it's a cube. You're gonna to have to trust me. Uh, wait, that's a bit, I think I've made it a bit small. I'm gonna make it bigger so it sits higher up. There it is. Okay, so you're gonna to have to believe me. Totally looking at a cube right now. Uh, oh, that moves out of alignment. Oh my goodness, that moves real easy. Okay, I gave up with the straw and I've got a little bit of post-it note <laughs> that I stuck to the mirror so it doesn't move around. You can see there's one edge which you got there, and then it continues up over there. So there's two, two half post-it notes make one edge, and then you can see a right angle in the background there, and then it goes across that way, and then there's a right angle way back there. There's the next edge over to there. Oops, just had a shot, it's up there. Another right angle comes over there, right angle, back to where we started. So that's like the top face of the cube. If you, as you look below that, in the, you can just see in the background there. Okay, there, you can kind of see the other face going down from where it is. There's that side on the side, and it comes up over there. And you know, it's the, the ones in the background are a little disjoint, because technically you've got, like, what's this? This is one eighth of a face. Oh my goodness. So you've got eight, 
eight times six, you got 48 of these that make up the whole cube. That's ridiculous. And so, yeah, there it goes. That's around there, around there. Oh my goodness. But I think we can all agree, uh, on reflection, big success. I've been casually interested in what I call kaleidoscopic geometry, because it's a bit like those old children kaleidoscope toys, but I'm about to say, but much more precise, give or take. I've been casually interested in these for a very long time, actually five years ago, oh my goodness. I was at the Museum of Math, MoMath, in New York. I was there for a meeting, and out the back they had some of these sorts of things set up, and I put like a four second video up on my, at the time, very new second channel on YouTube showing how to flat pack a cube where I just comically pulled the square out of the kaleidoscope and the whole cube packed down into a square. I was reminded how amazing these mathematical kaleidoscopes are. Recently, when I was at the Bridges Conference in Finland, that's a combined math-art conference, so much fun. There were people there from the Museum of Mathematics of Catalonia, that's a maths museum in Spain, and they had taken this in a whole new direction. So instead of something like this, where you kind of get one shape, inefficiently, or something like this where it's a bit more efficient, they decided to see how many different shapes could you get from the same mathematical kaleidoscope, with a priority placed on the platonic solids. Those are the shapes where every single face is a regular 2D shape, and every single face is identical, also all the vertices are identical, and the Archimedean shapes. That's the same idea, but you can mix and match different regular faces. So instead of just having squares or just having equilateral triangles, you could have squares and equilateral triangles. And they wanted to see how many they could get into a single one. And you can get more than one shape. So when I was messing around before, when I put the straw in, I put it in the wrong way and it looked like a rhombic dodecahedron. And I've messed around with it a bit more. And where is it? it if I put it in this way, so I put it in a different direction on a different angle, like this, there it is. I'm now looking at a rhombic dodecahedron, which, oh, here we go. I happen to have totally by accident, I swear. Uh, in the background, you get one of these. Same symmetries as a cube. Isn't that amazing? Because the symmetries are the same, you can get it from the same kaleidoscope. In fact, you can get an octahedron if you're careful, because it's the same symmetries as a cube. And you don't have to use every symmetry every time. So you can have an abundance of symmetries and just use different ones each time to get different shapes. And that's what these folks did. And they released a paper, I'll link to it below if you wanna check it out. It's called uh, Deltoid Kaleidoscopes, where they're trying to work out what's the most like reflective shape, bang for your buck, in a mathematical kaleidoscope. And they came across two very interesting ones. There's the deltoidal, I, oh, I get this one wrong. Icosatetrahedral kaleidoscope, and then there's the absolute winner. Where is it? The deltroid hexacontahedral kaleidoscope. That's one with 60 faces, and when they built it, it is absolutely amazing. Here is the kaleidoscope on display in the art gallery at Bridges 2022, and I filmed myself looking inside of it, and you can see that is an icosidodecahedron, regular pentagons, regular triangles. Check it out, pretty amazing. And it's all from that one kaleidoscope. And you can see next to it, loads of other wooden pieces. You can put them in and get different shapes.
they've done an amazing job with this. But I wanted one, so I downloaded the paper, looked at the maths, realised the geometry was quite difficult, emailed my friend Sam Hartburn and she said she would render it up for me and give me the nets and here they are. This is the one for the hexaconjohedron and it's four faces to make that kaleidoscope. Uh, two identical faces but you need to do one reflection of each. Ha! Huh? Reflection. It's a mirror. And because she, she said, do you also want the other one? I'm like, yeah, why not? So she gave me the other one. I cut these templates out, drew them onto more mirrored acrylic. Here are all the bits. And so in theory, I can stick these together and have two more of these mathematical kaleidoscopes. Um, now, mine have not been as accurate as the other ones, so I'm going to mix it up this time. I'm going to peel off the protective film and then I'm going to try taping, because the tape is clear, the inside of the mirrors, which will make the alignment easier, but might mess up the reflections a bit. But I think it's worth the risk. Let's give it a go. Okay. So what's great about these is, as long as you print each one and its mirror image, they only go together one way. It's the way where all the sides line up. So uh, that's the same length as that. So that has to go there. There it is, that's the same length as that. That's the same length as that. That's the same length as that. Okay, so in theory, the whole thing just kind of folds up now. So I'm gonna stick them all like this, fold them up, stick them together. Can't go wrong. To better explain what Sam actually did, I can recap what I did with a cube using the orthogonal plane of symmetry, one of the diagonal ones, and then another diagonal one, like a slopey down one on a different orientation. And I took the section that the three of them bound, and that's what I made out of mirrors. So I calculated those three triangles, built that, gave me the rest of the cube. Sam did the same thing with this, a triacontahedron, which just means 60 faces. I think of it as a dodecahedron, where each face has been split into five kites. But there's other ways to look at it. In fact, as well as the decahedral symmetries, you get a bunch of other symmetries. And so Sam took this kind of equatorish line of symmetry around there, another one over here, another one over there, fourth one over there, and they bound this kind of wedge, this pyramid going right into the center. But instead of making this one right to that final apex, Sam truncated it. So we're just building the frustrumy bit of that. Or rather, that's what I'm trying to build. Oh good, and that one comes with a free fingerprint from me. All right. Oh, well, <laughs> it's stuck there now, isn't it? Not peeling that off again. Okay, now, in my version, I haven't got like a frame holding it in the rigid correct position, so you just gotta flap it around until it works. I'm gonna drop this Sharpie in, I'm gonna see an amazing shape, and you are gonna believe me. Oh my goodness, it works! That's incredible. Oh, if only you could see this somehow. I'm so happy right now. I'm gonna make the other one. Actually, I've realized because of the angles that Sam very kindly designed, if you put it down, it naturally sits. I mean, you put it this way, flat packs. That's handy. There's a theme for the day. But you put it this way and you sit flat, it automatically sits in the correct arrangement with all the right angles. You can then drop something in. There it is. <sighs> Snub cube. Rhombic dodecahedron. Although it's a bit of a shame, like, because the pens, is, this is boring colors. If only, if only this would be a lot easier to see. 
You know it. Glow sticks. <laughs> yes. Come on. Ah. Okay. In we go. Ready? I'm so happy right now. And in the middle, the wood, the table of the wood makes the original Costa tetrahedron shape. So pleasing. So what am I bringing to this field of making shapes in kaleidoscopes? Other than showing that anyone can do it, which if we're honest, is frequently what I bring to the table. But it's important. You can just grab the, the plans. I'll put a link to the files that Sam sent me. Print out all four of each one. Put them on some acrylic, cut them out, stick them together, you're in business. Anyone can give it a go. But on top of that, I was thinking, well now I've shown that you can tape these together and you don't need external supports, right? It's literally just the mirrors and clear tape. I thought, well, it's a real shame. You can only really see the shape in there if you look down into the kaleidoscope, which I know sounds obvious, but wouldn't it be great if the shape was a bit more real? And then I thought, hang on a second, what if you could see through the side? So I've also cut a whole bunch of two-way mirror acrylic. I'm gonna peel off the protective film, stick these together, put a glow stick in them, and in theory, I mean, I've never tried this. I don't think anyone has. In theory, I'm imagining glow stick goes in, turn the lights off, mass rave, right? You should be able to see the whole shape lit up because it's emitting light. Oh, come on. We're gonna give it a go. That's how we're gonna end the video. Little thing I've learned. Uh, even though these are double-sided mirrors and you think they can go either way, only one face is technically mirrored. And if you put that on the inside, the tape rips it off. So, because I thought it would mathematically be more precise to have the reflective surface in the middle. Just practically, it's not nearly as good. So the second one here, I've put the reflective surface on the outside and it holds together a lot better. But anyway, they're both built. They both work. Let's turn the lights down. Put some glow sticks in them. Oh, glow stick, maths, there it goes. Oh, shape. Ah, oh, it's there. It's like a hologram floating in the air. It's not quite bright enough to go through the sides. Wait, I'm gonna bring it closer. Oh, it's coming up, John. Like a gateway to another world. Oops. And put that one on top of it. They're different sizes. Put that one at the bottom. Yep. That one's the snub cube. Whoa! It's a snub cube inside a rhombic dodecahedron. Oh, 